Choose wisely, for while the true podcast will bring you life, the false podcast is harmless phosphorescence. Germany's declared war on Thoreau Smiley. Me, your host, who's joining me this week. We named the dog Scraps. I'm Scraps Cece. Only the penitent man won't podcast, but I'm Brian Lesh. You're meddling with powers you cannot possibly understand. I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> you, did a, you did a little connery in there. A little bit of talk. Yeah, yours is good. I mean, that was actually a Marcus Brody line, but uh, that's all. Right. On, on this year's but... harmless phosphorescence, <laughs> it's the <laughs> podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made, and right now, um, all of the Indiana Jones movies. Um, we're uh, transitioning into a non-superhero podcast, or at least a intermittently superhero podcast. Wait, 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 wait! wait. Indiana Jones is a superhero. I mean, his superpower is luck. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking like ancient Greek or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. His his superpower is just like pig-headedly in, insisting on going <laughs> forward. And being dreamy. Yeah, being an absolute dream boat. Yes. Uh, power. Yeah, so this show is brought to you by our patrons. Uh, we got executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. And you also can be a patron, too. Go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got a lot of bonus content there. We've got Star Wars shows. Um, we have monthly movies. Uh, there's a bunch of music shows up there, too. Um, we just did. Uh, well, oh, my God. Was Encino Man still our last one? We're, we're going to have a new one coming up, which I still don't remember the name of. This is like four episodes in a row. I'm like, what the hell is that movie? <laughs> uh, but um, that's real easy. Patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. You too can pay a buck and get some extra podcasts. You too are also fans. That's right. <laughs> not, not verified. Yeah. Uh, this week... On Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. We're about to complete a great quest, the Holy Grail, Dr. Jones. Oh, rats. This is it. Look, the shield is the second mark. We found it. Indiana Jones is on the quest of a lifetime. But for some adventures, one Jones is not enough. Dad? Junior? Don't call me that, please. Follow me! I know the way! Ah! A race across three continents. And in this sort of race, there's no silver medal for finishing second. Hang on, Dad! We're going in! Into the homeland of the enemy. Nazis. I hate these guys. Our situation has not improved. In his search for the Holy Grail. How dare you kiss me? Are you crazy? Don't go between them! Go between them, are you crazy? 
in the belly of that steel beast. Archaeology. The quest for the Grail is not archaeology. It's a race against evil. Germany has declared war on the Jones boys. Those people are trying to kill us. I know, Dad. It's a new experience for me. Happens to me all the time. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade have the adventure of your life. Keeping up with the Joneses. Woohoo! Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Why did they end it with such a ridiculous tag? <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. That was an exciting trailer that, yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> trailers. Trailers have gotten better. I remember uh, around. I remember around this time uh, on the radio, there was a uh, a parody of me and Mrs. Jones. Uh-huh. It was, was... Uh, me and Indy Jones. <laughs> they meet every day in a private hotel. <laughs> There's a lot of clips from this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was a real best of run there. Um yeah, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, it was released May 24th, 1989. Running time of 128 minutes. It breezed through that. It does not feel that long. Um, cost $48 million. Made $474 million bucks. The uh, only reason it wasn't the number one movie of 1989 was a little something called Batman. Um. Who belongs in a museum, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. So, guys, you want to just go ahead and play the box office top 10 game? Oh, my God, 1989. I'm tingling yeah. with anticipation. For, for the week of May 24th, 1989. Um, this is going to be interesting because, uh, well. That's a month before Batman, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it came out. Batman came out in June '89. Uh, this is this. Well, I won't tell you. I won't tell you. I'll just go into this. Um, you'll see what I'm. Uh, why this is an interesting one for us to do? Uh, because all right, at number ten for the week of May twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine. Oh, ooh, crazy. Okay. Um, Four mental patients on a field trip in New York City must save their caring chaperone, who ends up being taken to a hospital in a coma after accidentally witnessing a murder before the killers can find him and finish the job. The dream team? The, the dream, dream team. team. Yeah, Michael Keaton gets from movie right before Batman. <laughs> was starring... I mean... Yeah, with Christopher Lloyd, Peter Boyle, and Stephen First. Yeah, I mean, I, I know why people say it's problematic, but I don't think as much. I think it's a pretty cute and funny movie. It, it's one of those situations where it, it's a it's a goofy remake of One Flew Over the Goofy's Left, essentially. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, the crazy guy's not really crazy. <laughs> He's just with them. Anyways. Yeah, huh. Cute. That's interesting that uh, Michael Keaton's doing the Jack Nicholson role. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's interesting because Christopher Lloyd was in both, if I'm not mistaken. Was it? Oh, yeah, he was. He was in Cuckoo's Nest, along with Danny DeVito, the penguin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, this, this goes all the way to the bottom. Right. <sighs> so um, at uh, number nine for the week of May 24th, 1989, an underachiever and a beautiful valedictorian fall in love the summer before she goes off to college. Say anything, man. Say anything. Yep. I always remember the South Park joke where it's like, you got to stand outside her window playing the uh, P- a, uh, Peter Gabriel song. It's like, shock the monkey! <laughs> shock. Yes. Watch the monkey get hurt. Monkey yeah, that would have been way funnier. <laughs> um, at number eight this week. After a selfish L.A. yuppie learns his estranged father left a fortune to his brother in Ohio that he didn't know existed, he absconds with his brother and sets out across country, hoping to gain a large inheritance. Oh. Rain Man. Rain Man. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman went full Simple Jack. <laughs> he it's he was so good. It's like he was the Rain Man of playing Rain Man. <laughs> uh, um, at number seven this week, the new owner of the Cleveland Indians puts together a purposefully horrible team. <laughs> yes. So that major was, league, major league, yeah, yeah. Major League. Um, at number six this week. After tragedy strikes, a grieving father discovers an ancient burial ground behind his home with the power to raise the dead. Pet cemetery. Pet cemetery. Uh, I thought it was going to be Fields of Dreams. <laughs> it's not dissimilar in description. No, it's not. Uh, um, at number five this week. To stop an elusive criminal, a maverick detective enlists the aid of a police dog. Turner and Hooch? No, it's the other one. Uh, James Belushi, K-9, yeah. 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 It's the the Pepsi to Turner and Hooch's Coke. uh, Exactly. uh, What what was it? The... um, uh, the the uh, what was the Armageddon and what was the other deep impact the deep impact <laughs> to turn oh, the yeah, Armageddon bugs yeah yeah the yeah the uh, Dante's peaked <laughs> to turn her Nuge's <laughs> volcano <laughs> um, at number four this week. An Iowa farmer inspired by a voice he can't ignore. <laughs> it feels the dreams did come out. <laughs> well, it was out at the exact same time, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he has a Lazarus pit in the background that yeah. can bring back shoeless Joe Jackson. <laughs> uh, at number three this week. Dave is deaf. Wally is blind. 
my god. They witness a murder. But it was Hear no evil. See no evil. See no evil. Oh. Hear no evil. Yep. There the, we go. the last Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder movie. Yep. Oh, I, and gosh, it's good. I haven't seen that one. Oh. It's good. <laughs> Gene Wilder can read lips, but not very well. But uh, like any deaf person, has to really be watching the lips. And so, all yeah. Was there or wasn't there a woman? What? Fuzzy Wuzzy <laughs> was a woman? <laughs> <laughs> One of my best, one of my uh, favorite ones from that is still just uh, is is just uh, Richard Pryor standing up. You mean I'm black? <laughs> Does Dad know? You mean I'm not white? Yeah. Does Dad know? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, at number two this week, a tough bouncer is hired to tame a dirty bar. Oh shit! Oh, no. We already did this week. <laughs> yep. I Two years ago. Be longer. Yes, we did Roadhouse two years ago. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> wow. Yep. And number was it, was was it that long ago? Yeah. I I I had to yep. open up the uh, the old doc to see. It was around when oh. we did Galaxy Quest. Yeah. <laughs> and number one this week. In 1938, after his father goes missing while pursuing the Holy Grail, Indiana Jones finds himself up against the Nazis again to stop them from obtaining its powers. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, number one. Of course. Of course it was. Um, and, uh, that brings us to the production of the film itself. So they started working on the third Indiana Jones movie in 1984. Wow. Right, right after Temple of Doom. Um, yeah, they, uh, um, George resurrected his idea for a haunted mansion in Scotland, a haunted castle. <laughs> um, they originally hired on Chris Columbus to write the script. Okay. Uh, um, so uh, his original one was called Indiana Jones and the Garden of Immortal Peaches. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Um, which it was to play, take place in 1937, and it had Indiana Jones battling the murderous ghost of Baron Seamus Seagrove the Third, and then traveling to Mozambique to aid Doctor Claire Clark, Claire Clark, a Catherine Hepburn type, uh, who found a 200-year-old pygmy. The pygmy gets kidnapped by the Nazis during a boat chase, and Indiana Claire and Scraggy Briar, an old friend of Indiana, have to travel up the Zambezi wow. River to rescue him. Indiana and Jones got killed in the climactic battle, but got resurrected by a monkey king. <laughs> Meanwhile, he starts a lucrative heritage peach business. Yeah. yeah. Where's the peach? Yeah. What, what's with the peaches again? <laughs> the Garden of Immortal Peaches is a uh, it's it's a Chinese mythology thing. Okay. Gotcha. But is that 
better or worse than the Dial of Destiny as a title? Mm. Dial of that Destiny title still irks me a little bit. Yeah, it's it not a great. Feel, I, feels like a comic book title and not a movie title. Can, at least has a question there. You know, yeah. it's like, what's that movie about? Well, it's about the Garden of Immortal Beaches. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it is. Um, there was supposed to be a cannibalistic African tribe, a Nazi, of course, with a mechanical arm. And Betsy, They're the worst ones. Yeah. And Betsy, a stowaway student who was suicidally in love with Indiana. Oh, no. Suicidally yeah. in love? That, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And a pirate leader named Kezier. There are too oh, many my characters. Too many characters. Yeah. Um, his, she uh, she wrote, I'm going to kill myself on her eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> just seductively flashed them in class. Um, I, love, I suicidally love you. Yeah. Uh, his second draft, um, which was 1985, um, removed Betsy and replaced her with Dash, an expatriate bar owner uh, who's working with the Nazis. Uh, the Monkey King forces Indiana Jones and Dash to play chess with real people and disintegrates each person who is captured. Oh, no. Indiana Jones can't kill people like that, though. Yeah. Uh, Indiana would marry Claire in this. They actually started location scouting in Africa. But um, they abandoned it because of its negative depiction of African indigenous people. They made them cannibals. Yeah. That's terrible. It was too racist for the 80s. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, then uh, Spielberg... Spielberg is the one who suggested introducing Henry Jones Sr. George Lucas <laughs> was dubious of the idea. Um, he thought the Holy Grail should be the story's main focus, but uh, George convinced him. Um, then he hired Menmo Miles to uh, write it. He was the writer of Color Purple and Empire of the Sun. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's why th this has a little more class, well, at least to me. Well, we've got a f we've got a few more writers to go. <laughs> still, oh, fair enough. Still, but um, yeah, um, yeah. So Menmo Miles uh, worked on a began an all new script from scratch. Um, he was uh, originally going to go to uh, Montsegur, which is in France. Um, Venice was in that um, he was to take the Oriental Express to Istanbul um, at the climax a Nazi villain touches the grail and it explodes then when Henry touches it he ascends a stairway to heaven what? <laughs> yeah sure um, the, he met, there was a nun named Chantal in that who was to travel with them. And at the end, Chantal chooses not to go to heaven, but to stay on earth and be with Indiana Jones. Yes. Indiana Jones 
turned a nun. In that. I mean, it's Indiana Jones. Let's not kill Yeah, ourselves. okay. Yeah, well, the fi- if you read the fine print, staying on Earth is not a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, the prologue... Definitely choose at that point. Yeah. The prologue uh, had Indiana in Mexico uh, trying to get Montezuma's death, death mask. Oh. Hmm. Um, they weren't completely happy with this, so they brought on writer Jeffrey Bohm to... Uh, work on a draft. Jeffrey Bohm, who is the credited writer on this, also wrote Inner Space, The Lost Boys, Lethal Weapons 2 and 3. Wow, I like all those. Yeah. Um, and Chevy Chase's Funny Farm. <laughs> so they can't all be winners. <laughs> there is a f- there's one funny part funny part where he keeps trying to make a call that the operator insists he's in a payphone. <laughs> He keeps trying to trick her to think he's depositing money. Drops a coin in a mason jar. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yes, so so Jeffrey Bohm, his draft was pretty close to what we have in the film. The The basic bones are there. The structure's there. It's, it's the, all the story beats. Um He's the one that came up with the idea of them not getting the grail in the end because he said that's how the first two end. Um, He said the father-son relationship is what they end up saving. That's the real MacGuffin of the movie is the father-son relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking it's an interesting one for Father's Day, which is what today is. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um... Because dads, man, <laughs> what a trip. Well, and yeah. yeah, kudos to Harrison Ford for acting so well in that scenario. The father-son too. relationship in this yeah. is amazing. Both he's of a them. Totally di- he's a totally different character. Yeah, every time Whenever he's around he's his dad. Completely Connery. different. Yeah. Completely different. Because we all become children yeah. around well, our dads. Like, you're not a grown man as soon as your dad is giving you the shit. The way he just says the word dad is yeah. Yeah. perfect. Yeah, the they're so believable as father and son. Oh my god, it's they are one what, of the all time great screen duos. I, what's the age gap yeah. between them? Yeah, we'll it's get like to twelve that. years. We'll right? get, it's not big. Yeah, we'll get to. No, that. it's not big. Um, but I, you know, it's Connery, so I could. Play. Yeah, yeah, oh, fucking Connery. Um, so uh, at this point, they had hired on Sean Connery to play Henry Jones Senior, and Sean Connery himself took a gander at the script and made a number of suggestions for it, which they adopted. Most of the comic dynamic between um, Henry and Indy were Connery's suggestions. Good for him. This is the funniest I've ever seen him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, One of his other suggestions was uh, was the uh, prologue about young Indy being a kid. Oh my God. That's so important. To, it's to so this. important. Yeah. And it works so well. Oh yeah. my gosh. It works so well. Spielberg was like unsure of it, but he was convinced. Um, 
due to this beginning, he was later awarded the Distinguished Eagle Scout Award by the Boy Scouts. Are you serious? Yeah. They made him um, an honorary Eagle Scout. Yeah, that's a dubious honor. This, but, this uh, is the only thing that ever made Boy Scouts look cool, is Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, if, you know, and if you've seen the Fablemans, there are many, many like scenes where he's making a childhood movie, but you see that he's using tricks that he would later on use. And yeah. There are some great scenes that are almost identical to the River Phoenix type stuff. Just, yeah, just beautiful. This opening sequence, well, thank you, Sean Connery, because it gets you hooked right away. Yeah. Some uh, movies have to take two hours of a prequel. This was like, here's how he became how he is. Yeah, and it was perfect. Perfect. Yeah, and it's and it's silly. It, yeah, it looks cool. Like, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to that because we're not even to the movie. But they get yet. to show the real clownishness of Indiana Jones, the real sort of ineptitude and living by luck. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's the thing is he's 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 capable, but also he's bumbling. Yeah, he says that even River Phoenix, he never has a plan. Never. The plan is I'm gonna go get that thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the final rewrite came from Tom Stoppard. What? Yep. Tom Stoppard, uh, who wrote Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Uh, he, Brazil, he did work on Empire of the Sun, Billy Bathgate, Shakespeare in Love. Um, yeah, he's a playwright. By profession, but he's written novels. Yeah, he's like a, novels he's, and screenplays. He does, yeah. But he was a he, yeah. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead is his biggest work by far, I think. But he has that like he fits in that Terry Pratchett, like um, Douglas Adams sort of like sphere British. Yes, yeah. Sarcastic, snarky kind of. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, he, uh, let's see, um, he. He has a dialogue. He has an uncredited rewrite on Revenge of the Sith, which I don't know how much. I mean, it is the best prequel. Um, it is. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if George called him. He's like, what should we do with Anakin? <laughs> it's like, I don't, you're kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Turn him into Vader? I don't. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, George. What do you want? Uh,. Um, so yeah, of course, Steven Spielberg directed, George Lucas produced, Frank Marshall produced. Frank Marshall was second unit director on this too. Um, oh, I, I didn't know he actually like dabbled. Yeah. He, I always knew him as a producer. Most of our childhood, he mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy. He produced Frank Penny. <laughs> or wait, was that Gary? <laughs> that was Gary that produced Penny. Gary Marshall. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, as far as our cast goes, other than, uh, Harrison back as Indy, we do have Sean Connery as Henry Jones senior. Um, and yes, Sean Connery was born in, uh, 1930. Harrison Ford was born in 1942. <laughs> 12 years uh, difference. I didn't that young. Wow. I mean that he's that old. I have yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, that's funny. I love it. They love to do it now. You know, a woman who's like three or four years older than this, whoever's playing her son. Is just... Well, I mean, Sally Field. Yeah. And the Sally Tom, Field, Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Hey, or Marissa Tomei. Like, oh, she looks so good for dot, dot, dot. Like, she looks good. Period. Dickles. Like, yeah. She just looks she's good. She's not matronly. No. Uh, um, Let's see. This was an interesting point in Connery's career. What had he? He had just. Uh, Hunt for Red October. Was that it? was right after this. Um, oh. Let's see. So he had. Islander. When, never Say Never Again was 83. I can't believe he played Bond until 83. No, that came back. Yeah. Well, he went. Return. He left and came back. But yeah. I'm saying, like, I yes, can't believe yes. he played Bond as late as 83. Which right. is crazy. No, that, that, yeah. Because that, that makes him, what, 53? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was born at 30? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's right on the verge. He was definitely looking yeah. a little old for Bond. That's I wonder if, does that buy Bond retirement? Like, yeah, I wonder if they make you retire after a certain age. They yeah, must. just put you out to pasture, you know? It's like, I'm 0080. <laughs> I need a walker, but I can still do the job. Yeah. Actually, looking at this, his 80s were pretty great. Highlander, Name of the Rose... Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Such an underrated movie. The Untouchables in 87. Yeah. Yep. Leave it <laughs> Leave it to a WAP to bring a knife to a gun. <laughs> I, I can say that I'm a WAP, folks. Um, the Presidio, I remember that was Mark Harmon. Um, it was okay. The Rock. The Rock was around this time. Right? Oh, no, no. Rock was, was like, like no after. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. After. After, yeah, after this, of course, yeah. Hunt for Red October was in 90. The Russia House. Oh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I forgot he was oh. King Richard in that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, yeah, and yeah, um, the, uh, as, as we know, his last role was the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> Not uh, long before that, he like got a lot of acclaim for Finding Forrester, right? Yeah, like Finding Forrester was movie. like his last big like Oscar play kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one with yeah. Who's the man now, dog? Yeah, who's the man now, dog? I just that will forever be linked in my mind to McJunkie <laughs> just going yeah. nuts on that. Who's the dog now, slippity man, dog? Dog, <laughs> dog, slippity dog. <laughs> It's funny as Tommy Lee Jones' <laughs> rant in The Fugitive. So is this our third Connery movie? Uh, What was our second? Time Bandits. Oh, yep. Yep. Then what was the first? League. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> Are we going to do Zardoz? extremely accurate. Oh, I'd what? love to do Zardoz someday. Because, I mean, he's a superhero, right? Oh, Zardoz. Is that the one where he wears that, the like, thing. dress? The, yeah. the outfit. The super monokini thing. Yeah. The dress. His yeah. Met Gala outfit. <laughs> uh, um, Allison Duty <laughs> plays Elsa Schneider. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean... I'm I twelve. Mean, yeah. Yeah. No, it's like when my little niece says buttholes. It was hilarious. <laughs> she was All a right. Bond girl for oh. uh for uh Timothy Dalton. 
She could have been a Bond girl for Connery, though. That was View to Kill was eighty five. That was only two years later. <clears throat> um, she oh, she was Irish, huh? But yeah, so View to Kill that was her first movie. Um, oh, she was in Major League Two. <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. Oh, she was in RRR. What the hell? The that the new like Bollywood movie? Yeah, that, that just came, came out, out last year. That everyone reading, loves. Yeah, writing arithmetic. <laughs> yep, the movie. Yeah, um, three R's. <clears throat> <laughs> she was she was okay. I feel like she was the least of the three classic Indiana Jones ladies, Marion and uh, Willie. Yeah, she's she a is fucking the least. Nazi. Yeah, yeah I feel like she's. But I feel. I'm not super impressed with her performance. I feel like she's the weak link. Like yeah. she was okay, but they could have gotten someone who was a little more kinetic, more plucky. Yeah, they've had a lot of pluck yeah. so far. I, and but I could see in her... something about a German that just doesn't say pluck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, she was just okay. Um, Julian... she she was almost. A prototype from that point on of the like double agent the you know mm. 1930s agent carter type they were like oh the chicken uh, in glorious bastards yeah she's almost a direct lift <clears throat> yeah yeah absolutely uh julian glover played uh what was that dude's name uh walter donovan um he was uh he was veers in the empire strikes back hmm Oh. Apology oh. accepted, Commander Veers. Thank <laughs> you. Um, he was in for your eyes only in 81. Uh, a lot of James Bond connections here. Um, yeah, that's interesting. He uh, played the spider Aragog in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. But Did he wear a big spider suit? I hope yeah. so. Like, I wish did, it was from like, like you, you. This is a recording booth. You're only doing ADR. You have full method. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but one of those spirit Halloween costume ones. Yeah, where the arms are connected by yarn, oh and they God. just move. <laughs> and and uh, for some reason, but um, his 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 career goes way way back. His first film was Tom Jones in 1963. So. Um, way back there. Um, just a British character actor throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, he was in King Ralph. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, uh, he is still currently working. He was just in Tar. Ah, Tar. Um, I don't know. Have any of you guys seen Tar? Not no, yet. you've talked me out of it. Yeah. I, <sighs> What's your beef with Tar again? I'm here for it. Let's let's. let's it's chat. just like what 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 if a lady could be mean? <laughs> it's basically Tar. That sounds great. What if a lady yeah, sexually harassed people? Oh wow. Well, what if? Yeah. Wasn't that that Jennifer Aniston bad bosses movie? <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. You know, Tar. It's 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 uh it's it's the Joker for lady conductors, <laughs> lesbian Joker. <laughs> That's it. Lesbian Joker. All right. See, that makes it sound attractive. Oh, yeah. No, see, but it, 
<laughs> but it's like lesbian Joker, but also long, long shots of, I don't know, Bern or whatever fucking German city she was in. <laughs> Just, and like the sky. Oh. Um, I hate the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even is see trip. Isn't Bern in Switzerland? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Dusseldorf. I don't know where it is. <laughs> Bremen. Maybe. Dres. Oh, I think actually it is in Dresden. I don't know. <laughs> but, um. I've been to Dresden. Had a weird vibe. <laughs> But maybe that's because I was just thinking of Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah, time. I couldn't go to Dresden without just thinking of Slaughterhouse yeah. Five. Yeah, it bummed me in a way. We didn't mention. I'm sorry to interrupt you. When we were doing the cast, we didn't mention River Phoenix. So. We did not. That's on me. All right. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about River Phoenix. Um. So yeah, this was a. Uh, this was. C- let stand by me was a, the first place I saw him. Um, yeah, but then I just saw him constantly from there. Or maybe Explorers. I feel like it was around the same time. Yeah, yeah, those came out real close together. Um, but yeah, he was just a kid actor, and then after this, I feel like after this was when he started being like, "Oh, this this kid's like an actor." Yeah, Lafemme Nikita was her Yeah, Lafemme Nikita running on empty. Um, oh man, that was a yeah. good one. Um, Mosquito Coast with Sean Connery. Mosquito Coast. Oh my God, I watched. That's one my dad had on Beta. Um, oh yeah, it's great. And the the novel. He was phenomenal. He transcended his age. He's one of those actors. It's like yeah, he started young, but like even in Stand by Me, that was the character was an old soul, and you could tell that he was. Yeah. No, he had a lot. Just phenomenal going on. He is, yeah. Um, uh, my own private Idaho was oh, man. like that was amazing. Um, that was only two years after this. Yeah, that's a fucking movie. Yeah, because um, of course he passed away um, October thirty first, nineteen ninety three, outside of the Viper Club um, in L.A. off of a uh, Sunset Strip. Uh, he was there with his best friend Keanu Reeves I think his brother I think Joaquin was Joaquin there I thought Joaquin was much younger could be Um, and I'm not sure if Johnny Depp owned a part of it he he owned it for you yeah Johnny Depp was a part owner of the Viper Club Um, yeah yeah Yeah. just OD yeah Um, yeah well Joaquin Phoenix is four years younger than River Phoenix, then it was another sibling because he uh, he had many. He was yeah. a part. Of, he was in that Children of God mm-hmm. cult, one of the most disgusting organizations. They make the Catholic Church <laughs> look quaint. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah. At this point, Joaquin is the carrier of the Phoenix mantle. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, uh, that was that was that River Phoenix. That was, I think that was kind of like the first like uh, Gen X like celebrity death that like stuck out, like before Cobain. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair to say because it was. Yeah, I think it was the first time we saw an actor that we had kind of grown up with. 
died tragically. Yeah, our first, our first, our generation's first like pop culture loss. Yeah, Ricky Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. All right. That yeah. That's thank you, Josh. We would have been remiss to forget about River Phoenix. Um. So yeah, this film it was reviewed. By Siskel and Ebert, of course. They fucking love Indiana Jones. Our first film is the third and last Indiana Jones adventure. And although this production is exceedingly well made, save for a rousing ending, I wanted more. More humanity, more wit, more laughs. More of a film like the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. In Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Harrison Ford meets a beautiful Austrian archaeologist who helps him look for clues in the rat-infested catacombs of Venice for the location of the Holy Grail. The legendary cup Jesus drank from at the Last Supper. The most important character introduced in this film is Indiana's archaeologist father, played by Sean Connery. He's been captured by the Nazis, who also want to find the Holy Grail. What is so-so about the movie is its machine-like march through Nazi lairs and caves in the hunt for the Holy Grail. None of it is bad, it's just of a piece. Thunderous to the point of pushing one away from the screen. And I didn't believe the father-son relationship between Connery and Ford. I just saw two good actors occupying the same space next to each other. So are you voting thumbs down? Yeah, reluctantly. Because I'm voting thumbs up. I enjoyed it. One thing I will agree with you, though, is that the plots are very similar between this one and the first one. Mm-hmm. Remember in the first one, the Nazis were after the Ark of the Covenant. Right. This time they're after the Holy Grail. Right. And uh, You didn't get tired at all when they were just going through the story. Didn't you think... Gee, I've been through this before. Well, it's a I mean, little loud. No, no, I didn't. And I'll tell you what. You've got to realize this is the third in the series. Maybe Spielberg is wise to end it at this point because we are now familiar essentially with what we can expect. Strange locations, uh, unbelievable adventures. Snakes and rats. Uh, snakes and rats and so forth. I did enjoy a lot of the art direction, especially that wonderful dirigible and the way it looked yes. and the way the plane took off from underneath it. I thought that was terrific. I liked the look of Venice and the look of those catacombs. Do you remember your reaction, though, to the first one? Weren't the you... first one was absolutely smashing. It was a great film, but it was also a new film. A new kind. It was a new. It was a new film in the sense that I hadn't seen that energy level before. Right. I hadn't seen that technical level before. I hadn't right. seen Harrison Ford in that role before. And I felt there's I no seen way that Spielberg can win with this one. I think it's a very good film. Well, I, I felt like I had seen it before, and I didn't. Did you really believe they were father and son? I, I, no, I, I Gene, I don't. Earlier, you were saying the film didn't have enough humanity. I don't go to an Indiana Jones film for humanity. I don't go to an Indiana well, Jones I mean, film but, for convincing father-son relationships. But if it I isn't, go for it, action and stunts. I thought that, that, that Connery had a couple of good lines in which he was trying to, to, to be it's strict just to not, It's just not as strong as I expected to be. Well, okay. Our next movie is a strange doomsday fantasy named Miracle Mile. Okay, so... Oh, Miracle Mile is a wild movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. I did not expect a thumbs down. Neither did I. I, 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 I lo- don't know. Why. I love the way that guy drops the match like he's the salt bay guy. <laughs> <laughs> so petty of a of an action. Yeah. Taking so long to do it. I, I D- Gene just completely wrong. Just wrong. There's more I think humanity their relationship. In Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. Yeah. No. Good point. I was no. just going to say, I think there's more humanity in this than either of the other two because of the father-son relationship, which I thought was so great. Yeah. And starting it out with him as a child, like what gives you more humanity than that? Even in the first two, I wouldn't say he was two-dimensional because Indy is awesome, but 
you had that feeling that he has no personal past. Yeah. O- only this archaeological like Yeah. There's nothing but humanity in this. You show him growing up, and then you show him running into his home to tell his dad something, and all of the weird dad rituals he makes him go through, like counting to 20. And yeah. I don't know. I bought it all. Gene's, Gene's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gene doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Um, I, yeah, I feel like Spielberg didn't show up to somebody's bar mitzvah or something, and he's taking it out on him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he invited be. he invited Spielberg to his son's bar mitzvah. Like, I want him to make movies. Please come. <laughs> I have a little side question: If that was the cup that Jesus uh, drank from at the Last Supper, but then also collected his blood, did he steal that goblet from that restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a margarita glass you really like, you just sneak it out. <laughs> that was one of those uh, bring your own cup uh, restaurants. <laughs> Actually, he went to a wanna, lot of those. They didn't want to wash the dishes. It's true. That's true. He was at a lot of uh, occasions where the cups were empty until they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, they're getting married and there's not enough wine. <laughs> sounds like every sounds like every mom at a wedding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus is like, all right, fine. All right, wine for everybody. Uh, it's just before this, I saw the I uh, I've seen it before, but uh, a video. Where, um, it's like, hey Mary, look, I baked a pie. How'd you bake a pie? We don't have an oven. God did it for me, Joseph. That's. Do you see how stupid that sounds, Mary? <laughs> I read, I read wow. one recently that was like, imagine if you only knew Jesus Christ professionally. Like you come home and you're like, honey, you should hear what they did to our carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> he still has our stool. <laughs> Yeah, like that's the only way you knew. I uh, no, I don't think Jesus wouldn't be the type to take things. He would leave his tools behind. Mm. Definitely like didn't that guy leave like a screwdriver here? <laughs> our bathroom's Just... in the middle of a remodel. <laughs> it's been going on for months. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't pay half up front. You'll never see him again. Uh so all right, guys. Um... you'll never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be back in three days i feel i feel safe blaspheming because sean connery's dead and he's not gonna slap us oh my god yeah i feel safe for so yeah he was a slapper <laughs> yeah oh my god was sean connery a slapper <laughs> at least in this one he wasn't slapping ladies half his age yeah have you seen the barbara walters interview clip oh. she like tries to call him out on his misogyny because he had been quoted as saying sometimes a woman needs to be slapped. And she's like, do you still believe that? Oh, Man, he slaps, the, he slaps the shit out of Barbara Walton. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. But... You can tell he wanted to. But he was he didn't even hesitate. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Sean Connery. All right, guys. You ready to, to get into it? Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Why don't, why don't I have a clever line? <laughs> Drop the guns, please. Yeah, so um here we go. This is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. We open 
in Utah in 1912. Uh, we meet a teenage Boy Scout, Indiana Jones. Of course he was a Boy Scout. Yeah. He, a lot of his little tricks are like scout techniques, you know, yeah. the way he gets out of rope, the way he does. Yeah, he's definitely a scout. Unlike the whole Baden-Powell thing, too, like the outdoorsman thing. They survived being yes. freezing cold or in the desert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, he discovers a group of men digging up a crucifix owned by Coronado while exploring some caves. Believing it belongs in a museum, he steals the crucifix, and we get a chase. Um, so I wonder if bandits brought it to Utah. Utah seems a little... Far north to have been a gift for Coronado. I mean, Coronado, he made it to the Pacific, didn't he? But I don't know if he got us got into Utah or not. I don't know. My, I don't, I don't remember. I'm, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that was just the, just a good. The Colorado does go down through parts of yeah, yeah. So I could see that. And that's southern Utah there. I mean, yeah, it's, like it's, it's near Monument Mo Valley. Yeah, near like Moab Monument Valley. Yeah, but um, yeah. So um. They, uh, there's a chase. He's on horseback. They're in car. All of the little bits here are so great. Everybody's lost but me. When he calls yeah, the horse. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. That's the thing. When the, 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 when his, go ahead, Al. When his friend Herman is afraid of the snake, he just picks it up. Right. Yep. Yeah. We it's see just the, a snake. We see the origin of his snake fear. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the uh, that the, I, that is a key component I think is like Indiana Jones's unending confidence that he's just yes. gonna do a thing, mm -hmm. and that everyone else is wrong. Like yeah. that that's almost a Looney Tunes line. Like yeah. you come out of a cave and the group you're with are gone, but they're the ones that are lost. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So they go to a circus train. Um, that fat-faced, round friend, the blonde, with the, like he looks Hermie. straight out of the th Hermie. He looks straight out of the '30s or something. Yeah, like, this is a perfect little character actor, like like a fatty Arbuckle type. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah. And speaking of like those old movies, like like this whole train thing is so Buster Keaton. Oh my yeah. God, I was gonna say Buster Keaton. Yeah, there's some scene. Well, and there's that out, yeah. long one of them on top of the train. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Multiple stunts and tricks included. It looks so cool. It's so well-framed. Yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah, straight out of a Buster Keaton movie, but it looks so good. Like, mm -hmm. so, so good. And the the one, the single, sh well, okay, and here's where he gets his fear of snakes when he drops into the snake tank. Mm -hmm. He gets the uh, whip, and that's where he gets the uh, uh, the scar on his chin. Mm -hmm. Which Harrison is Harrison Ford's scar, <laughs> um, and uh, the 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 one shot where he he gets into the box and then runs out the back of the train, that as a single shot is incredible. Yeah, even like for some reason he whispers magic to himself. Yeah, like he it doesn't sound like there's an opinion on it. He's like sees the sign of dark magic. I don't know because he has such a hateful relationship with magic. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, God, yeah, just like a tour de force of like setting fun. him up. Yeah, 
like classic Spielberg, like perfect set piece. Yep, kids. Bad guys that aren't so bad. Yeah. Well, and was this advertising basically for the idea of the show later? I don't know if Lucas had the idea first for the show or this gave him the idea for the show, but... Because that's very George, like, I want to make TV. Because he always wanted to make Star Wars TV. Mm -hmm. I mean, considering that Sean suggested this opening sequence type thing, I wouldn't be surprised if he and Steven, like, looked at how well that, that actually worked. And we're like, I bet people would like to see more. That's yeah. my favorite. Well, and yeah. for and and uh, the Young Indie Chronicles are now available on Disney Plus for the first time yeah. ever streaming. And that's what's his face, uh, Flannery. Yeah, uh, something or like from the guy from Boondock Saints is what I think of him. That. Well, yeah, I mean, because he plays in there, it jumps around in time. So there's like three actors that play indie throughout it, but the main oh. the main teen one, yeah, was like Sean Flannery, something like that. And it's supposed to be edutainment. Also. Yeah, yeah. And Harrison Ford appears in it as indie at one point, as an yeah. old indie with an eye patch. Wow. Yeah, I hope we get to see him get an eye patch in Dial of in Destiny. Destiny. Yeah, well, that's the question: Are the Young Indie Chronicles canon to the Indiana Jones universe? Then, yeah, or? are they? Yeah, there's... yeah. Um, so, because obviously, Dial of Destiny is post-war, but it doesn't. I think it's the fifties. That, no. that was Crystal Skull. Sixties, yeah, the sixties. Crystal Skull was fifties. Right? Yeah, Crystal yeah. Skull was like mid fifties. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So he. Uh, yeah. So Indy gets home. Uh, I ran all the way home. <laughs> ooh, ooh, wow. Ooh. Stand uh, by me. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. That soundtrack. That that was my. Uh, oh, I wore that cassette. Yeah, out. that was my introduction into like fifties classic rock. Oh, not my so real. Good. Not my introduction, but it like helped yeah. spur an interest for a little while. Uh, Good times, great oldies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, his father, deep in work, ignores him, but the town sheriff arrives along with the Boy Scouts and uh, forces Indiana to hand over the crucifix to the robbers who give it to their employer. It's a man in a Panama hat. This is. Where- I love that. Uh, so he's credited as Fedora. Um, the the head robber, mm-hmm. but he's he he's got the indie look, like indie stole his look from this guy. Yeah, absolutely did. It, it it's just like him finding the whip in the lion um, car. Like y- you you realize how these weren't necessarily conscious decisions. Like indie was hobbled, his identity was hobbled together by what he sort of grabbed around him. Yeah, probably to rebel against his father, who was very studious and fucking uptight. Yeah, this was apparently the single most important day in Indy's life. He got his hat, <laughs> his whip, so his, his, his hat, his yeah. scar. So glad we saw this day. Yeah. And I love it. I love his line too. He's like, "You lost today, kid, but that doesn't mean you have to like it." Mm-hmm. Yep. Good advice. Yeah, absolutely. Good yeah. advice for Indy. Yeah, he and doesn't this, always keep his friends. Yeah, and like this guy isn't necessarily a bad guy. He's just yeah, he's just the hired to do his job. Upset. Yeah, 
even the dude who we, you know, we get to know more later, but he's just outstanding by his car. Like nobody wants to see this kid hang, you know, they, they admire his pluck, but at the end of the day, it's like in the real world, Indy, you know, people pay money to have things found and yada, da, da. Yeah. But yeah, no, nobody's mad at him. It's, it's almost as if, especially with the sheriff, like oh, another Indiana Jones adventure. <laughs> 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 or hygiene. Well, like a Tom Sawyer character. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, and, he's very much Tom Sawyer. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because it's like the question is in the end, was Indy even right? Like, was he right to take the crucifix? years later even because it belongs yeah. in the museum but no actually indy it belongs in mexico <laughs> or maybe yes. spain right that is the question it goes to is he right yeah i think that's oh, yeah, why cause... the nazis are important you know to be that clearly defined evil yeah. and the motive being evil everybody else is sort of looking for treasure yeah the quest yeah. for the grail is not about archaeology it's about it's a battle about good versus evil. Like, right, right, evil. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it makes it easy yeah. for us to be like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, we can be on board with it. This in 2023, it's like, oh, yeah, seriously. He's just stealing antiquities and yeah. taking them to the British Museum or wherever. Well, I think it's interesting that the only thing we ever actually see him deliver to the museum is the cross from all three movies. Um, he did like the Ark ends That's up with the government point. Te- and Temple of Doom. He gives the rock back to the people. He, there was no artifact he was ever going to take to a museum there. And in this one, he doesn't get the grail. The only thing he ever actually delivers to Marcus Brody on screen is the crucifix. That's interesting. Beginning of Raiders, he had some trinkets. He didn't oh. have the gold, the gold idol, but he had some minor things, which again, <laughs> That's, wasn't what he was after. Wasn't what he was after. Yeah, true. But again, probably should have just stayed in Peru. Um. So, all right. We hard cut to 1938. Indy's on a boat in the middle of the ocean. There's a storm. He's trying to get the crucifix back from the man in the Panama hat. There's a big fight. The boat explodes and Indy gets away with the crucifix. Coronado. Coronado. Um, no, no, that was the name of the boat. So. Ah, okay. <laughs> it, no, no, no. Oh, uh, interesting. They call it the Coronado, huh? Um, that the man in the Panama hat was really into Coronado, apparently. Yeah. Um, we uh, cut to the university. Indy's teaching classes. He gives Marcus Brody the crucifix for the museum, and then we discover he's the world's worst professor. Could you imagine trying to pass this class? No. He's never and, He's never around. To like if, sorry. Now go for it, Josh. <laughs> now I lost it. Go ahead. He's never around to grade anything. You can never get like uh any like uh time with him to like discuss anything. Office hours. No office hours, it, yeah. And in like most movies, each class is approximately 30 seconds to three minutes long. Just enough time to underline some shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, he's a terrible teacher. Um, and his the horde of students looking <laughs> for his office hours. Uh, 
greet him when he goes back to his office. So he locks himself in, finds a package, small package that came from Venice, and escapes through the window. So something I thought was cute is that his class is still full mostly of girls, but not completely. It's more co-ed this time. And they're sort of crushy, but they don't make a big deal about it. But as they're all leaving, he has a real smirk on his face. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of interesting where he's like, he's expecting a little more Mm -hmm. of that Hmm. seductive energy. Yeah. Subtle, subtle, but like everyone just sort of walks by him, but he's like, hey, they still dig me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um. So, yeah, he uh, gets taken by several men against his will to a fancy dress party where we meet Walter Donovan, a rich guy who's found a partial tablet that contains clues as to the whereabouts of the Holy Grail. We get a dump load of exposition about the Holy Grail and the knights and all that stuff. Right. Um, two came back to Europe. One stayed in the Middle East. <laughs> to start a modest business. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> called called Killing Muslims. <laughs> that was the name of his business. <laughs> well, modest, eh? It was a falafel shop. <laughs> Appropriation on top of it. He's like, but with a twist. <laughs> It's only yeah, pork falafel or something it's terrible. Pork falafel. Oh it's English. It's English fusion. And it's so. boiled. Yeah. yeah. Everything's with boiled. Mushy, pork with mushy peas on top because fucking English people have the worst food ever. I know. I saw a picture of like baked beans on like non-toasted bread. The caption was like, England's over here eating like the Germans are still flying overhead. Yeah. I saw what a guy was proudly posting his like cricket match food and it was fries covered in mushy peas and brown sauce. (laughs) And someone just replied, this is why this is why we or you know, we we, uh, we revolted in 1776 because of this shit. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. No cuisine whatsoever. Mushy peas and brown sauce. Like, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. We, uh, let's see. Uh, we find out that Donovan was financing Indy's dad's research, but his dad has disappeared. We cut to India Marcus. Uh, Indy's dad is... I just want to get to this real quick, because Donovan looks like a Nazi. He looks like a bad dude. Yeah. We find out later that this chick is a bad dude. Mm -hmm. She's a Nazi, too. Henry Sr. is a little comfy with Nazis. He was. Or or is he like sleeping with the enemy so he can beat them to the grail? I think that. I don't think that the Joneses have much personal ideologies other than this belongs in a museum sort of thing, or the pursuit of history and science. So I think it's more like that, Brian. Yeah. Like you said, he's, he, it's a means to an end. Well, he I, mean, doesn't, I don't yeah. think he was paying attention. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Because um, he, didn't, he didn't figure out she was a Nazi until they slept together. Well, and he didn't uh, tell her, obviously. He didn't like call her on it i don't think right but 
there's no reason for him to there's no reason for Henry Sr. to disappear unless he's suddenly discovered they're Nazis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good point. And they don't have oddly, they don't have very good bullshit detectors if that makes sense yeah they're they can read people fairly well but at the same time they're easily duped maybe it's just because of women you know they're they're like seduced or something raiders uh that monkey fooled him that monkey hardcore Hardcore. that monkey should have been shipped to the hague and put up (laughs) the monkey's front of a tribunal yeah Oh my God! Yeah, the, at the Nuremberg trials, <laughs> Nazi monkeys. I hate. But them I think almost as much as human monkey or human Nazi human monkey. human. <laughs> the monkey Nazis were yeah, they were ruthless. You think Nazis are bad? <laughs> but I think Al's right. I think that they're just not necessarily paying attention to the social cues around them that might help them figure out. Are they paying attention to the wrong social cues in right. the sense of they're I, just trying to get kissed? They, yeah. They, right. They want to get kissed and get get the thing that they're yeah. after, and that's all they're paying attention to. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, yeah, they uh, discover that his house has been ransacked that day, apparently. Yeah. Or, yeah. And yeah, mail uh, was open that day. There was a photograph of him. Holding a newspaper. <laughs> a proof of life video. It's like, if you don't send seven crosses of Coronado in an unmarked bag. <laughs> His dad's Netflix account is still open. <laughs> he was watching stars on Mars. <laughs> So, all right. Uh, so they, uh, Indy remembers the package he got from Venice. He opens it. It's his dad's Grail diary with all the clues he ever collected about the Grail over the years. He and Marcus head to Venice, where they meet his father's partner, helping him with the search, Elsa Schneider. A, good, <laughs> a nice, trustworthy name in yes. 1943. A beautiful, <laughs> blonde, and not at all evil German woman. Not at Actually, all. Actually, she's Austrian. Okay, fair. <laughs> oh, yeah. They the made that of, distinction so the, clearly during the, World War II. German to Hitler. Germans. Yeah. yeah. That was, well, Austria that was kind of a sticking point for, for Hitler. Is what was Austria and what was Germany? <laughs> yeah. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say. Oh, uh, she could have been a Von Trapp daughter. <laughs> she could have been. She could have just been Von Trapped in the whole situation. Saw no way out. <laughs> Instead, she Von Braun, or what? What's her name? Eva Braun. Braun. That's right. Von Braun. Um. So is she, she a Von Braun, or is it just Braun? I think it's just. It's Braun. just Braun. Then there's year, and then there's Werner Von Braun. That's the, right. I'm thinking of Werner. Rocket scientist. Yeah. So many Germans whose last names are Brown, because <laughs> Braun yeah. is just Brown. Yeah, they were one of those cultures where, like the English, where your name was what you did. Yeah. You know, Schweinbauer, <laughs> Heidelbaum, you know, this, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so, those Germans, man, they got a word for everything. <laughs> Cleveland's football team was originally the bronze. <laughs> That's why they've lost so much. It's just a, a front line of skinny German guys. 
Could you imagine naming a football team after the worst color? And then have the color be orange? Yeah, there, it wasn't even that color. Their team colors are brown and orange. The helmet is orange. I don't understand. Uh, like, <laughs> named after the gorgeous Cuyahoga River. <laughs> so she takes... Brown. So, uh, yeah, Elsa takes uh, Indy and Marcus to a library, the last place that his dad had been seen. Indy figures out the clues in his dad's book. <laughs> Which are not that sophisticated. No, <laughs> they're really not. They're on the pillars. Um, and there's a big, yeah, and the big X. There's on the- an X. X marks the spot. Like, yeah. He had just said it doesn't yeah, in yeah. class. I really, this was the first time I had noticed the uh, three-beat runner of Ah, Venice. In, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we saw that accurate depiction in the other Sean Connery film of how you would take Venice down in a domino <laughs> building. <God> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> in the right car, you could outrun that domino effect. <laughs> in the right by in driving Venice. over the buildings <laughs> and under them. Wow, I can't believe this is the second movie that with Sean Connery that takes place in Venice we've done on the show. This is probably why he took that movie. He's like, ooh, Venice. Oh, Venice. Like, you're not really I in, really get in that. this movie. He wasn't really in Venice in that movie. And then that's why he took that movie is because he actually got to go to Venice. I like that they, and they seem to always in every movie, um, cover their tracks in a historic way. Those columns they mentioned were, you know, spoils of war. They weren't mm. built in Venice. They're not from Venice. So yeah. it does connect them back to the region yeah. of the of the grail. Little things like that I appreciate. That's Steven Spielberg for you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so they go underneath, they, they break the floor, go into the catacombs beneath. Uh, Indian Elsa held head down there. Um, um, oh, I'm sorry. To, that was a moment that really reminded me of Buster Keaton, the library and, and the the sound matching the stamp. Yeah. And him looking at the stamp, you know, because Harold Lloyd, he was the physical comedian. Buster Keaton was the face, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah. He had the just, flat just pan. Touch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. Marcus waits in the library. He gets knocked unconscious almost immediately by a group of men in fezes. <laughs> they work for that monkey. Yeah. The Nazi monkey. Uh, um, in <laughs> They drove there in their little cars. Shriners? <laughs> little monkey cars. <laughs> Why is he wearing a business suit? Why is he so professional? Um, in the catacombs, Indy and Elsa find the corpse of one of the Crusade brothers with an inscribed shield. <laughs> the Crusade brothers. Uh, which completes. Is this Mario Crusade or Luigi Crusade? <laughs> well, the one is named Crusade Crusade. It's an yeah. inexplicable reason. It's Waluigi. <laughs> uh, uh, so, okay, there's oil. In this little cavern. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like petroleum. He says petroleum. Yeah. There's no way people would not have discovered that petroleum and slurp that shit out of the ground for money. That is true. And also and when they that's easy to get to. Also, they're they're pretty free and easy with 
that torch. <laughs> oh, and it's totally I dripping was say, fuel yeah. into burning fuel into the water. Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting control. is that when the dude in the fez lights it, it it lights you know accurately because it would be the surface of the water. Yeah. But when they first discover it's petroleum, it looks like it's literally bubbling up. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's it's as if they're standing in like pure crude, which you're right about the torches and shit. But then later the diving thing, which again makes scientific sense. But when you first they first get in, it seems like bubbling new, if, yeah. <laughs> like a Beverly Hillbilly <laughs> like, <laughs> out of the ground. We've struck oil. Maybe uh, in that one room, it was a pool of the bubbling news that then seeped over into the water-filled catacombs in other right. rooms. I can buy yeah. that. I, oh, I thought it was yeah. just, like, gas, natural gas coming up. Not oh, God. necessarily ooze bubbling up, but... Well, then, it just looked black and tarry to me. Yeah, but sure also all, then, all like, dipping things. it in there, you can't, like, dip a torch Fair. in natural gas. <laughs> Oh, that's right. He did dip the torch. Yeah, yeah he ripped the off the sleeve, yeah. dipped it carefully, I mean, there was definitely and then pe- asked for the Zippo. There was definitely petroleum, but, you know, it bubbles gas. And also, anyway. also in search right, of a, th- like, uh, he's continuing, as he did in Raiders, to just destroy priceless archaeological <laughs> artifacts in pursuit of the one thing that he's yeah. after. Yeah, that... He's like, this is the rest of that tablet. Yoink. <laughs> throws it over. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, no. He opens up the coffin and just throws it into the water. And then like. Yeah, that's the skeleton of a, a Knight of Templar. Like that. That's like finding Jesus. Sort of. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. wow, this really backs up a lot of the shit we thought about the Crusades. But he's all, no. <laughs> all I Let's need is out. this. Yeah. Scri- scribbling. <laughs> Yeah, so, all right. Yeah, I'm going to do an etching. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, there's the fire. There's the deal with the rats. They get out of the uh, the the uh, catacombs. Um, I and- mean, to be fair, sewer, sewers, it's Venice. There are no catacombs. You <laughs> dig four feet and it's water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, about that. they went <laughs> underground in Venice. Yeah, hard to do. We'll, we'll let it slide. And there was a, they came out of a sewer in Venice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they keep going down levels. There's no that levels. actually makes me wonder, how does the plumbing system in Venice work? Oh, uh, they shit in the ocean. <laughs> it goes right into the water. Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, I bet they treat it at this point, but for centuries. Yeah, for centuries. Uh... Eva Braun wasn't the only brown in Venice. <laughs> Weird. I don't. I know. I was trying to. I was trying to do a callback, and it didn't work out. Um, so, <laughs> did. uh, so uh, then we get the big um, uh, speedboat chase, and they, uh, which is fun. Yeah, it's yeah. That was a fun chase. Um, the Fez guys uh, end up just the one guy left alive. And again, a big choppy thing is coming at him. Yeah. So many big choppy things coming at Indy. This is a huge, dangerous stunt. 
also. Yeah. yeah. They're like conveyor belting that boat with two stuntmen into a blade. Yeah. Yeah. I it's think after Jaws, uh, Steven was like, I can handle anything. You want <laughs> stunts in the water? Let's do stunts in the water. I don't care. I'm I'm a god. I'm not that. the god, a god. Very much every movie he made after that. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I can make it look real. <laughs> Holy shit! But just but the aggravations that he put up with making Jaws. That yeah, yeah, I'm sure every movie after that he was like, yeah, we can try that stunt. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah. So uh, the uh, I, oh, I do want to say I think that the Fez guys are the weakest part of the movie. Absolutely. I wish that that I wish that that side conspiracy had been a little bit stronger, if anything. Uh-huh. Because right. when when we get to it is Doctor Jones when they're shooting at them. I was like, damn, that doesn't deliver at all because everybody's yeah. confused as to who these sneaky dudes and Fezes are. Yeah, well, yeah, and also like it it leads to nothing really because uh-huh. the sneaky guys after. The, so the, this guy tells him stuff, tells him where his dad is, and then afterwards they uh, like get killed in the desert, and that's all they do. It's yeah. kind of a, a dead end of a. Uh, and, and it was like in Raiders, like where there's this uh, uh, anonymous group of Arab, for lack of a better word, Arab characters that yeah. aren't necessarily bad, like the Nazis, clearly defined. But sometimes you think maybe they're working too set. So it was like they did stick them in because of that element. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. But um, I don't know. I guess because the Nazis were constantly looking in the Holy Land for shit like that. So Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he they're the secret order of the cruciform sword. He tells Indy. <laughs> and it's like, well, you killed all my friends, but now we're good. I didn't know you were an LLC. I didn't know you were an actual organization. (laughs) Like it was, that was a weird point where he's, where he's like, he's like, I'm after you, Indy. And now I'm not. Well, and just cause he said, I'm not looking for the grail. I'm looking looking for my father. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, Oh, this is all just a, this is all just a misunderstanding where you killed seven of my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. This was a personal thing. Indiana Jones's murder count is big in this one. Oh yeah, dude. He Never. kills a lot of people in all three of these movies. Yeah. He has no such code of honor. None yeah. whatsoever. Um, so yeah, but to be fair, a lot of times he's in a killer be killed situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so uh, that, that moral conjury is just it, yeah. thing. it's in the Boy Scout code. It's kill or be killed. <laughs> yeah, that's Sun Tzu's Eagle Scout handbook. <laughs> Trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, murderous. Oh, Go for the when necessary. Yeah. You're, when you're helping an old lady across the street, if the truck's barreling down, you push her to the ground and run. <laughs> you suplex. Courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Yeah, that's that's the list. And whatever you pack in, you pack out, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, take take pictures, leave footprints. <laughs> Only who can prevent forced fires? <laughs> and maybe don't put things in museums. You yeah. can't even prevent fires underneath the catacombs of Venice. <laughs> of Venice, it's on the water. <laughs> Anyways, it's underwater. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Kazim, their leader, tells. Indeed, that uh, Henry is being held at a castle in Austria. 
Back at their hotel, India and Marcus discover a map to the Grail in his dad's book. They figure out that it begins in Alexandretta. Indy gives Marcus the map and sends him to the country of Iskandurin to rendezvous with Sala. Then, dis- hey, then Alexandretta. Alexandretta. Then discovering <laughs> their rooms have been ransacked, uh, Indy tells uh, Elsa about the diary, and then they do the sexy sex. Which I think is fun. You know, they both think they're so incredibly irresistible. Yeah. They start sort of bickering. Yeah, no, no, no. All of this is great. I just, I, I, yeah, I just wasn't impressed by the actress. It, oh, no, not, it, yeah, same here. It's all about these two guys. Yeah. The swiveling of their heads. Yeah. As if there's any position that would allow them to look at each other. When, <laughs> when they're, when, when yeah no when when Sean Goddard and Harrison Ford are tied up to chairs together that is like yeah. they're like Laurel and Hardy the Marx but like they're perfect and it makes you personally think about like being in some sort of life or death scrape with your dad and you know what I mean like we we've, we've all tried to do simple chores with our fathers and couldn't get anything fucking right oh my god imagine. Uh, well, and I'm, a, I'm on both sides of that too. <laughs> it's really hard. It's, uh, it's a fine line, not paying forward that dad energy, like paying right. forward the right dad energy of like, of like right. being there and like being supportive and being chill, but not paying forward. They're like, no, God damn it. The flathead. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, I saw it too. It was like, some chick told me she had a daddy fetish, so I smacked her on top of the head and told her to keep the fucking flashlight straight. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, they head, uh, Indy and Elsa head to Austria, where they infiltrate the castle. <laughs> Him trying to pretend to be Scottish was yeah. amazing. Um, they discover it's under Nazi control. Indy finds his dad and tries to escape, but they get caught by the Nazis. He surrenders after he believes Elsa is going to be shot by the Nazis, but she reveals that she herself is a collaborator. I'm a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> I, I sympathize with them. <laughs> like, oh, that must be really hard for you. <laughs> Tell me more Aww. about the Jews. Uh, Indy and Henry get tied up uh, while Elsa... And Donovan head towards Berlin with the uh, diary. Um, Donovan, of course, is also working the Nazis. Uh, we cut to Marcus, who arrives in Iskandurin and gets captured by Nazis almost immediately, <laughs> even with Sala. He had a line that I don't think I noticed before because it's just when he's wandering through the crowd um, and talking to the the people that are talking to him he says uh oh water no thank you sir fish fish make love in that yeah uh which was a a take on an old wc fields mm. line that i think was a little dirtier yeah yeah um he also has a line um does anyone speak english or ancient greek <laughs> Um, 
yeah so uh something just dawned on me in in raiders we talked about how at least i had always thought he worked at oxford mm. or or something because british museum but now it it kind of ties in because his dad is scottish like he probably spent a lot of his youth over there he's probably spent a lot of time in the british museum following his dad around like Sorry, yeah. it just hit me like, oh, that is that connection. <laughs> it's oh. not a loose end. That actually just like, occurred to me, him pretending to be Scottish and his dad is actually Scottish. Right. You yeah, and then the, we, we, it was a Connery impression? It was, yeah. It was a you really need, bad Connery You need that lish. He has a lish, but not just an accent. Yeah. His, yeah. I was I was going into this wondering if Connery was trying to do it in an American accent, then realized he's just doing a Connery accent. Yeah, I don't think he is. He he lived in Utah because he's an archaeologist. Yeah, you know? I got the feeling they traveled a lot when, oh, I'm when he sure. was young. Yeah. And I think that's why I always kind of thought that he was affiliated with the British Museum in one way or another, instead of that university in California. Yeah. Well, and I mean maybe that. Henry Sr. was. Right, maybe Henry taught at Oxford or something. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, layers. Yeah. It's like Shrek. It's like Shrek, really. <laughs> um, Everything is like Shrek. Yeah, it all goes back because it it's all Shrek all the way down. Because <laughs> it's swamp. It's just a pile of Shrek. Swamplicated. <laughs> I didn't make that up. I can't explain. Uh, so, um, uh, Indy and Henry escape the castle. We get a big motorcycle chase. Uh, Indy wants to head to the desert, but his dad tells him there are descriptions in the book of the traps at the temple where the grail is, so they need to get the book. So they head to Berlin to get the diary. I love that he doesn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that's why I wrote it down. It's like, that's, those are the things that you remember. Those are important I think things. they both had undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I think they both received a lot of head injuries over the years. That's a great point, too. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, in Berlin, they get the diary from Elsa pretty easily. Then Indy bumps into Hitler. <laughs> I was at Whole Foods. And there he was. And, and like having to to pretend big fan big fan can you just <laughs> yeah. sign my book please so much signing the diary he opens up his uh, shirt and it's like will you sign my chest <laughs> it dis- the idea disgusts me but imagine the value of an adolf hitler autograph yeah oh holy shit Oof. well especially in the map to the holy grail journal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially <okay>. then yes <laughs> but especially bart i just i love that hitler had the book in his hand to sign mm-hmm. Yeah, And, like, could have just yoinked the thing out of his hand. Well, and that's the thing, is that Hitler actually doesn't know about this one because the Nazis, she, like, they're working with the Nazis, but I don't know how, but it's Donovan who's, like, after it. I feel yeah. like it's a little less Nazi. I feel like the Nazis are a little less in on it than they were um, the the Ark. Like, like the Nazis are like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll get the grail. Um well, we want the grail, but like they weren't, they're like, but we're going to make you do it, Donovan. We're not going to be like intimately involved this time. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, whereas like, and he like was talking about how Hitler, 
in in Raiders, Hitler was like after the Ark. He's like, bring me the Ark. I, yeah, I get the feeling in this one, like Hitler didn't really know what was going on. He, there's no correct way. He, there was a lot he didn't know because the sure. Nazi power structure, they love bureauc- bureaucracies. So there was a minister for every little tiny. Yeah. Something. Well, and I mean, other than creating the entire mess, like Hitler wasn't even around when they decided the final solution. Like he wasn't even there. We knew that he supported it. <laughs> sure. But you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm with you. Like, any, there were expeditions happening, and he didn't rubber yeah, stamp everything. Yeah. I mean, any head of any majorly sized state is not going to yeah. know everything. Every, yeah, he doesn't make every call. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so good. I'm glad we cleared that up about it. <laughs> Look, credit where credit is due. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible person, just like moderate at delegation, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, the old argument: Hitler made the trains run on time. Well, it wasn't Hitler; it was more like their Department of yeah. Transportation. It, it was. The and also, where were those trains shot in the head? Well, yeah. What are we really? Yeah, where were the trains going on yeah. time? Are we really admiring the trains in Germany? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's. Not Let's true. talk about the autobahn. If we're going <laughs> to say he did make the autobahn run on time. Yeah, let's avoid <laughs> the trains. Oh, Jesus. Let's not avoid the trains. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but I, I love just, just like punched Hitler in the face. Like I love Captain like America. any dimwitted celebrity. He assumes that that's all that that's about an autograph. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, after he, and, he was an and, idiot by all accounts, <laughs> arguably one of the first like big celebrity figures. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they're in Berlin. Like, if they oh, ran yeah. each other in New York, it'd be like, why does he want... But, yeah, everyone yeah. there wants it. It's like a Trump rally. Yeah, they want yeah, a picture with him. They want an autograph. Screaming his name and touching him yep, and stuff. I want to yeah. touch him. So, yeah. Uh, he wouldn't even think twice. Like, he's, he's, he was Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh... Um, after recovering the book from Elsa, Indy and Henry book a flight out of Germany on a Zeppelin. Um, we get this is cool. Yeah. This is really cool. Yeah, we get yeah. the yeah. W- there's all the bit where he like punches the Nazi out of the Zeppelin, but no tickets. Um, then uh, him and befo- his dad get to talk. Go ahead, Al. Uh, before that, uh, uh, Henry is reading the newspaper upside down. Yeah. 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 Sitting at the table. So bumbling. I love that they are. Uh, I always think of dogma because that's what Silent Bob's one word is. Yeah. Ticket. ticket. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I've always thought of that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. uh, It turns around when they're in the air. So they uh, escape in a plane that was attached to the Zeppelin. We get the big action sequence with the uh, two Luftwaffe's pursuing them. Um, they uh, it has the fun thing where they like go through <laughs> through the tunnel, and then like the 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 birds take out the second one. Um, shooting out the tail. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We- what does he say? He's like, they, they've got us. Yeah. No, yeah. no. He's like, were we hit? 
more or less. <laughs> I'm sorry, son, they got us. <laughs> um, let's see. They arrive in Hatay, where Sala reveals to Indy and Henry that the Nazis have also arrived there using the map. The Nazis make friends with the local king, or sultan, whatever that guy's title is, who gives them some uh, men and horses and camels and a tank in exchange for a Rolls Royce. <laughs> and so, and a Whitman sampler. Yeah. Did they? I thought they brought the tank themselves. No, no. He, he said. He said. I'll give. He said he'll give them a tank. Yeah. yeah. Um. The, the tank stunts are so cool. The tank. Oh, this. Oh. Yeah, out in the desert, following the trails, the Nazis get attacked by uh, the Order, but they defeat them. Henry then sneaks into the tank to try to rescue Marcus, but he gets captured. Indy attacks the Nazi convoy. The whole bit here with Sala and the camels was hilarious. Uh I said, no camels, that's five camels. Can't you count? (laughs) It's to repay his brother for the car? Yes. Right? Yeah, for the, yeah. Yeah, which got like, blown up because he said we're way out of range, and then they blow the yeah. car. <laughs> yeah, and I love how the the tank stunt scene harkens back to the River Phoenix. Mm. You know, holding onto those things that are attached to the, I guess, not wheels, but yeah. gears of the, and then the the dirt wall in between them. And, yeah, yeah. Th- this was a great action sequence. The whole tank thing. And it's an old Harry Ford did a lot of them. Yeah. So, yeah, he did. Yeah. And what's great is that it's not just indie. We get to like see, um, Sala and, and, um, Henry and, uh, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Marcus doing stuff too. It was like the first one with, um, uh, Marion and where the second one, there were two people short round did shit, but they were, they were along for the ride. Yeah. But yeah. And the first one and this one, everybody's all in. Yeah. Win. Yeah. It was great. I mm-hmm. love the fact that it's now like he has a group of like pals, like it's his, his gang. Right. Like they're it's all so satisfying. Team, team Indy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the best NASCAR team you'll ever see. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they, uh, the tank ends up going over a cliff with Indy on it. Uh, Henry, Marcus and Sala think he's dead, but he crawls back up. (laughs) It does the classic, like, what are we looking at? (laughs) Um, yeah, like you said, Looney Tunes, so many classic, classic, like cartoon and classic comedy jokes in this. And those old time serials that yeah. Spielberg and Lucas love to go see. Like, did he fall off the cliff? You know he didn't fall off the yeah, cliff. But you you're, you're waiting to see that he didn't. Yeah. Just fun. Um, I loved like what like, when he just sits on the ground and Connery's like, Come on, we're almost there. What are you waiting for? <laughs> and he's just like so beat up and so tired. Yeah, because they're two different kinds of archaeologists, which Indy even says, like, my dad's an academic. He sits around books. Yeah, he's not a field guy. So so he can't grasp just how fucking physically taxing what Indy does. Yeah. Is. Um, so, oh, just fun yeah, so they go to the temple containing the grail where they watch the Nazis attempting to get through the traps. They get captured. Um, Donovan forces Indiana to find a way for them by shooting Henry in the gut. 
telling him the Grail's the only way to save your father now. Um, so with the help of the diary, Indiana gets through the traps. The first one is only the penitent man, and it's a big blade that cuts off people's heads. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if you're the second guy to go through and <laughs> and you see the body there without the head, the first thing I'm going to do is maybe like duck or crawl. Like, sure, the second blade will get me. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't understand why the knight wasn't going out and like fishing the bodies out and like cleaning up after them. Well, I have some questions about the trap and the knight and the temple in general, but I was going to save it for unanswered questions. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, uh, then the second one is the name following, the, I don't know, the footstep, the name, God's name or something like that. But it starts with an I and. Greek. Latin. Latin, sorry. In Latin. Um, so he gets through that. And then the last one is the Leap of Faith, where there's basically the world's best matte painting of on top of the ledge. <laughs> I think this is a cool visual effect. Super cool. For 1989, like you're kind of left to wonder like how they did it. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I think it's everything fun. temple related gets really, really fun. Yeah, absolutely. And fa- fascinating. That's why of all of like the, of all of the like adventure going through old traps and kind of things, movies, shows, anything there ever mm-hmm. was like Indiana Jones is the best one because it yeah. had fucking Spielberg and Lucas doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're on legend of Zelda levels of uh, like, temple puzzles absolutely well and they realized right away probably george first that like doesn't need to be accurate we're in a world they've transported us into worlds don't ask so many questions yeah just go along for the ride go along for the ride it's a space opera yeah just check it out yeah absolutely yeah so um you get through into the room with many cups and an ancient knight (laughs) <laughs> so they went to a crate and barrel. Yeah. <laughs> and Beth and beyond. The beyond is religious artifacts. It's like, well, yeah, welcome. <laughs> the, the, the price is on the bottom, guys. You don't have to keep asking. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Donovan comes in and with the help of Elsa, drinks from the wrong cup, <laughs> dying of very rapid aging. Uh-huh. India, uh, this this was help, right? She was trying to get him killed because she gave a little smirk. Yeah, yeah, it. she oh, was okay. she was doing it on purpose, absolutely. Um, so this whole setup, I remember it, it was about that age when I started getting interested in history and like mythology and religious occult artifacts, and the way they explain what cup would actually be this humble carpenter's cup. It, it just like hit so hard. Like, of course it wouldn't be bejeweled and bedazzled. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't Christ yet. Mm-hmm. You know, he's Jesus of Nazareth. And so I just remember being like, yes, of course it's the hand carved. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. I thought it was so fascinating. So yeah, Indy takes the right one, drinks from it and he goes and uses it to save his dad. Um, <laughs> brought, brought a few loaves and fishes got a party started yeah 
Uh, I have unanswered questions about this. Yeah. So many unanswered questions. I have, I have some too. None of them are important as far as the movie goes. <laughs> Just like, but yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause like Josh said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it doesn't make sense. A lot of it, you were along for the ride. That doesn't matter. <laughs> but, but there's still, yeah. But this is a podcast. So I have some questions. <laughs> Yeah, we should. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not invested in it. I just yeah. want to know. Um, so anyways, Elsa gets greedy. She tries to leave with the grail, but ends up falling to her death in a chasm that opened up when she crossed the uh, seal with the grail that the uh, Templar knight told him not to cross. Um, Indy falls in, and he thinks he can reach it too, but then his dad tells him to let it go. Like, talking about no humanity. Like, that's... Like, his- his father calls him Indiana for the first time. For the first, for the first time, time, he acknowledges it. Yeah, like, he stops like dead Indiana. naming him for the first time. Yeah, so he saw him in action. He un- he understood the mystique before. He thought it was ridiculous to even yeah. have mystique. Yeah, um, but yeah, talk about the humanity. Yeah, but, there's but definitely humanity yeah, in this. That movie. and like he's given like it was his life's work, not Indiana's. And he's telling Indiana, just let it go. It's not important. It's what not important. Our, like us surviving, our relationship, that's what was important. That's what was, the movie was about. It's the friends you made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> the dad you made along the <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. The dad you annoyed along the way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it wasn't overly emotional. It wasn't a... I love you, Dad. I love you, son. Yeah. You know, it it was an understanding of each other's roles, you know. And Indy the- thought his dad was boring looking through all those books. His dad thought he was silly pretending to be an adventurer. And played by two of the most charismatic movie stars that have ever existed. Yeah. Sure. Um Yeah, so uh Indy and his gang managed to escape. I like how the how the the Nazis or the guys whoever they were after like after this happened they just threw down their guns they're like fuck it let's go <laughs> oh wonder how many Germans did that and good for them yeah just like, you know what fuck this <laughs> just dropped their packs and walked yeah um so yeah they uh and him and they uh get some horses and literally ride off into the sunset which they held for a long time. I mean, obviously this was intended to be the final indie movie for a long, long time. Um, they live <laughs> right into starts, the sunset. It starts with this glaring sun and horse. Yeah. It, it's so what's his name? Marcus is falling off of his horse. Is he, I know the way and he yells and they <laughs> yeah, ride away all, throughout this entire shot. Marcus is still falling off of his horse and Indy rides up to him, lifts him and puts him correctly back on his horse <laughs> as they all fall into frame together in front of the, the sun. It's yeah, one of the most like choreographed him. horseback shots I've ever seen. It and it's all done in silhouette saddles and it's, yeah. And it's like, they had a short time frame to do this in like, well, yeah. And, and the way he frames that sun and gets the sun to be so gigantic. That is some serious masterclass cinematography it's, directing. Like, Oh my God. It's his, yeah. um, yeah. A little nod to his mentor, John Ford. Yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. Think of how many John Ford 
westerns just ended and like again the, like the desperado rode out of town and like it says in, to another and like it says in the fablemans yep if if the if the uh if the uh um horizon horizon is low interesting if the horizon's high interesting in the middle not interesting i teach that in my cartooning class because you know children want to draw two figures standing looking right at each other mm. full body so yeah use that exact same technique like this is the least interesting yeah it's awesome and that was a great scene david lynch is yeah John Ford. that oh my god that was a great scene yeah uh david lynch um so yeah um fucking great movie i love this movie it's my favorite one. I know that's probably sacrilege with Raiders, but it's my favorite I, one. I feel like Raiders is one of those movies. It's like it's a perfect movie, but it, it isn't my favorite of these three. This one's yeah. it's also my favorite. To even use George, like Empire is hands down my favorite, but I I can't say I can't talk shit about Star Wars. Can't possibly. Yeah. 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 Um, so <laughs> unanswered questions. Brian, <laughs> are the Jones boys now invincible, immortal, or immortal? I should say because <laughs> oh, right. it doesn't make you invulnerable. It just means that you can't die by aging. So right? what? What I got was if you leave the temple, the immortality stops. The reason that that knight lived so long and his brothers didn't was he stayed there in the temple. He spent a lot of time around the cup. Yeah. So, but then that leads to the question of, is the knight immortal now that the cup fell down the big hole and the temple kind of started breaking up? Or is he about to die now? Does he get to die? Yeah. Does he get to die get now? To die, yeah. I mean, is he technically still guarding it? Mm. No one took it out. Yeah. It just fell into that into the grail hole <laughs> <laughs> the grail um and also so jude brought up an interesting point he was like this guy really wants to die at this point but he has to wait for someone to kill him because if he commits suicide he goes to hell it's true i <laughs> yeah. wonder if he would die if he purposely drank from the wrong goblet well that'd be suicide then no no i know yeah i'm with you yeah. That's interesting. I love, uh, yeah, I love suicides illegal yeah. <laughs> and the sin. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, also, so okay. So, did did the knights set up those traps and this temple, or was it already there and they just? I think they set it up. I think all three brothers set it up, and they decided to go back to Europe and mm. they stayed. And they had to buy all those cups. Yeah, did they bring all those cups with them or did they like get to this place set it up and like, well, now we got to go out and get cups. Yeah, somebody hit a goodwill. Yeah. Uh, um, so Wait. Did the, the three brothers, <laughs> did they bring the <laughs> cup to this place or Was did it? they find it oh. there? And I, one of them felt stayed. Like, I felt like they found it and then, yes, constructed the temple to protect it. And only one brother stayed. That's that's my feeling. Well, then so if the, did they, they put it around that oil on purpose. 
Oh, wait, that's oh. not where the cup is. Never yeah. mind. Well, but then also the question is, okay, so they, they set up this temple and all that, and it can't... How did they... How does the cup... If they set up the temple, how does the earthquake happen when the cup crosses the seal? Was that their magic with oh. God that they set up? It seemed like it was more ancient, mm. but that was a Knights Templar seal. It wasn't like an ancient, you know, like 2,000-year-old Aramaic something or whatever. Right. Maybe they had like a gentleman's agreement with God. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe God just built the temple. Yeah, I mean. Because God loves to take the long way around. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I need to protect this thing. Uh, I'll make a building. One question. I, <laughs> I'll make a building. Um, when 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 the big saw blade that cuts off people's heads came through, it had already mm-hmm. gone at least once, but there were still all of the cobwebs up when the second dude went. <laughs> Godly webs. Fast moving spiders. <laughs> they just immortal spiders. They just built it. <laughs> So yeah, what happens if a horse drinks from the wrong cup? Will uh, the horse wither and die? <laughs> yes. What if it drinks from the right cup? Is the horse immortal? Yes, is the answer to both of those, I think. So you can, you, you think can horses be redeemed in the eyes of God and enter into heaven or whatever? Because if not, I, I don't believe. I, I need horses in heaven. For me if get. there are animals okay. in heaven, yeah, what a drag. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so if if all right. So, to my understanding, Henry Sr. found out she was a Nazi, and then the Nazis kidnapped him and took him to that castle in Austria. And then she called Donovan, who's also a Nazi, who must have known about him getting kidnapped. And then Donovan called Indy to find his dad. Hmm. They used uh, dad getting captured to draw Indy into this because dad stopped helping but they still Ah. needed they they still needed the second marker which they couldn't figure out the X. Dad stopped helping and they knew Indy wouldn't be able to not like follow the trail of clues because he's Indy. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So then they also, Donovan I assume Donovan was the one that like ransacked Henry Senior's house then. Like, yeah, yeah, versus goons. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, she ransacked her own room. Remember? No, no, no. In 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 America, oh, the house, the house, yeah, his in, house in Utah. Or yeah, did they go to Utah? It seems like it was, it was in the, the same, same town house. almost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But um, okay. I don't know. Any other unanswered questions or final thoughts? No. Nope. Maybe if if they had found the book at Henry's house, they wouldn't have gotten Indy involved. Mm. That's a good point. But But it was uh, that day. Yeah, but I'm sure they ransacked the house first looking for the book, and then they went Mm. to go grab Indy. Same day, yeah. And then Indy went straight from the party to the house. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um. All right. Well, I mean, that's all I got, guys. Anything? Any last thoughts? No, I think it's it's one of those perfect cinematic experiences. Yeah. You know, it absolutely. delivers all the way through. I'm yeah, no yeah. Gene Siskel. Yeah. 
Fucking Gene Siskel. This, and, and this has some of the most incredible sequences of stunts still to this day. Yeah, so good. And they the richest up. character dynamics, the richest relationships. Yeah, yeah. It's just an incredible movie. And and again, the chemistry between Ford and Connery is incredible. They are such a great on-screen team. And anything that would be mimicking this would not capture that same level of like humanity. No, yeah. that's the Spielberg in it. Yeah. Yeah, no, Spielberg is just so good at those little things that do so much. Right. It's true. Um. So, all right. That means next week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we will be watching Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. <laughs> is it as perfect a cinematic experience as The Last Crusade? I like big ants. I like them. I like big and ants. And you can <laughs> Yeah. I like bob cuts. I don't know. Hot, hot, tall boots. You are <laughs> tall boots. You like, of this you like large, jets. you like, like tall blonde elven women <laughs> being evil. Yes. yes. <laughs> I say we give Galadriel the the ring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I've only seen that movie once. I was so disappointed with it in the theater. I, I have not it revisited twice. it. So I watch it every once in a while just because it's bad. And I like to watch bad movies sometimes. So uh, that'll be interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> Next week, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Until then, thanks for hanging out with us on Harmless Phosphorescence. This has been your host, Thru Smiley. And I, too, just like Indiana Jones, hate Nazis. <laughs> I'm Josh CCN. If you ain't got a hat, you ain't got shit. I'm Brian Lesh, and I'm as human as the next man, but no to the Nazis, man. I'm like a bad penny. I just keep turning up. I'll be here next week. I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.